everyone, and welcome to episode 49 of the High Sensitivity Gaming Podcast. On this podcast, my co-host and I talk about video games and movie news that come out during the week, or what we played or watched over the week. My name is Barry, along with my co-host. My name is Craig. Hasn't changed. 49 strong. Yeah. Yeah, 49 <laughs> strong, and we actually have a lot of news this week, and like, I know I've been saying that like every week, but mm-hmm. this is actually like a lot of, this is actually a lot of news. So we're going to get right into it. Yep. So what would you rather talk about first? The Nintendo Direct, the Sony State of Play, or probably the biggest piece of news of all, Anthem being getting canceled. <laughs> I mean, we could start with Anthem. I know you're, uh, yeah. I know you're real torn up about it. Yeah, <laughs> Anthem was probably the biggest news for me this week, and it really sucks. Like, just yeah. in general, it sucks. Because, one, I had hoped that they were going to fix Anthem and you know, make it an overall general and better game, you know, be something it deserves to be. But with them canceling the Anthem 2.0 update, we're not going to get that. So it kind of sucks. But, you know, I I was, I was one of the people that finished Anthem all the way through and I did enjoy it. I did not like the lack of kind of post-game content afterward, but um, there was a lot of things Anthem did right. And of course, more that it did wrong. So Mm -hmm. it's just a matter of, I was hoping 2.0 was going to fix it, but we aren't going to get that, unfortunately. And with that, that sucks. Yeah, I never actually finished the the game. I gave up pretty quick, but uh, they moved them all to, what, Dragon Age, I think, right? Yep, that's what everybody's working on. Yep. Yeah. I would be interested to see how much they actually had done on this supposed big update that they were working on. But I guess we'll never know. Oh, well. (laughs) <laughs> yeah and yeah and and that kind of sucks i mm-hmm. i have i have a feeling like the team wasn't as big as we might have thought it was like it might have been like five people trying to do all this work considering why it's been taking so long for this anthem 2.0 update to come out mm-hmm. so with that that is probably why we aren't going to see it at all i mean so. i can't imagine that the daily count for players was very high so i'm kind of surprised they kept going as long as they did on saying they were going to work on it no, and it's really unfortunate the way they've done things because I feel like CG Product Red and Cyberpunk have done something right in a lot of ways with, you know, here's the timeline of everything coming out. We're going to have everything out. We're going to get it fixed and make Cyberpunk as playable as soon as possible. There was a timeline for Anthem, but mm-hmm. Anthem then kind of threw that to the side the, right. moment, it, the moment it got tough. So... I know a lot of people like prefer Bioware to be this kind of storytelling uh, yep. studio. I just don't know. You know, Anthem was there kind of wanting them to step out of their boundaries. And it's always good for a studio to do that, to not only make um, Mass Effect and, and Dragon Age, even though both are great games, mm-hmm. you know, it's good to try something new and be something different. It, you know, allows everybody to stretch their creative muscles. Yeah. It's just too bad that the one time that they tried to get out of it, you know, it it ended up being a lot of turmoil for a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, it it just didn't work out, and they need something to work out because they've been missing quite a bit here with Andromeda, and then this, and hopefully the next Mass Effect is good whenever that comes out, probably a couple of years from now. But I think they've lost a lot of trust that people had in Bioware. I think if Dragon Age comes out and it's not good, they're going to be in a little bit of trouble here. Yeah, I would think so too. And we know the Mass Effect remaster is probably going to sell pretty decently, mm-hmm. but don't forget that this 
remaster slash re is more like a re-release right yes mass effect one is getting some upgrades and that kind of thing but i don't think we're getting a lot of upgrades when it comes to mass effect two or three other than the 4k update which seems to be like any studio could do at any point at any time that they want because <laughs> yes, pretty much it's it's the same thing with uh ps5 stuff right now all of the first party games are getting that update so yeah do you want to do the nintendo one Sure, let's do the Nintendo right. one. So, Nintendo uh, Nintendo celebrated Pokemon's 25th anniversary, and kind of Pokemon pretty much is what they did. Did it? Right. So, we had a we had a couple cool things. One, uh, Post Malone virtual concert, which was pretty cool. Uh, the animation and everything like that was kind of fun, and I just enjoyed overall the. The overall Post Malone concert was only like 25 minutes. I actually thought it was going to be a lot longer. But the uh, the virtual concert was fun. It was cool, and I enjoyed it. And that's I know that was the biggest news, because, you, know, <laughs> you know, God forbid we're going to start talking about all the Pokemon games that are coming out. Yeah. Who, and, it was other people besides Post Malone, right? Or yeah, was there him? was a J... Well, there was a J Balvin concert I couldn't find, and he's mm -hmm. like a Spanish artist. And then... They had mentioned that Katy Perry was going to do something, but Katy, all really Katy Perry did was release this song called Electric, mm -hmm. and I think she literally says one word, electric, and then that's it. <laughs> um, it's it's more like a uh, kind of like a background music to like a Pokemon game or something like that. It's weird. I really don't understand why they would get K Katy Perry as a talent on a song that, you know, she says one word on. But yeah, I guess know, it's just the name, right? can say yeah, you have Katy Perry involved. Yeah, but Pokemon's big enough to have whatever superstar they want, if mm -hmm. if I'm being honest. And there's a lot of new superstars that definitely grew up on Pokemon that you could probably have them do it for free, almost. Yeah. Yeah, almost true. for just the, the publicity at that point. Yeah. So we'll start talking about, of course, what everybody's here for, which is the Pokemon games that were announced. We'll start with the first one, Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. Gen 4 remakes is what they're going to do. And I guess the part that stunned me the most about this is that it's returning. It's it's returning to its top down and it's pretty much a very hardcore remake is what yeah. I'm going to call it. It is um, it's not with like X and Y's camera where it's behind the player. It's over the top. The animation style for the characters is Japanese style. It's called Chibi. So they're like small with big faces and that kind of thing. So they can be expressive. It was pretty, I thought it was pretty controversial considering that a lot of people probably thought they were going to do more, but overall it seems that a lot of people are excited for this and yeah. like the, the new overworld hall that they're doing. And then of course, when you're in battle, it's more like the regular, you know, X and Y battle system where it's kind of a spinning rotating stage with the camera and your Pokemon are, you know, battling from there on and there forth. But what did you think first about, you know, this announcement here? Um, I mean, I was pretty excited. Obviously, if they're going to remake one, I personally would want them to remake the one that I started with, which would have been red or blue. But regardless, I think it's kind of cool to get the top down view again. It kind of brings me back to when I first really got into Pokemon. So like for me, I'm all about it. Right. I understand some people may not be because it's, you know, it is kind of a step back almost um, because they've kind of perfected the way Pokemon games should look. But I think that's why you have 
the other one that they announced as well that we'll get to. So you can kind of do both. But I think it's going to sell well. Obviously, people in our age group are going to buy it up, right? Because we want to play through that again. Um, lots of fond memories there. I, I don't have any problem with it. I'm, I'm definitely going to get it. So I didn't get the last Pokemon that came out. I tried it, but I kind of fell off of it hard. And I don't think I've finished a Pokemon game since Diamond. So it's a good time to go back. Okay. <laughs> I'm pumped. Yeah, it would be. And then, of course, of course, you alluded to it, but they also did mention Pokemon Legends Arceus. Now, this this was kind of the biggest surprise to me, only because it, it pretty much looks like breath of the wild pokemon and if you look at the two trailers between breath of the wild and pokemon legends arceus which i'll just call it pokemon legends from now on Mm -hmm. they did the same pan shot where like a character is running in a field and then the camera lifts up and showed the title card like if that's not kind of a (laughs) an ode to what this game is probably going to be then you know i'd be i'd be hard pressed to find anything else than what than what it is And the reason they're able to do this, which was, I think Pokemon did the good job of doing this, which is they decided to have a third party, which I can't remember the game developer's name. They are going to be doing the Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl remakes. And then Game Freak, the regular studio itself, is going to do Pokemon Legends Arceus. And it it is a prequel to the Diamond and Pearl games. So you're going to be getting this Diamond and Pearl games this holiday season and then you'll get Arceus they said early 2022 so it's kind of nice to see Pokemon what looks to be coming out with two full-fledged games in in a short amount of time and on top of that they did mention that a lot of a lot of the new Pokemon games do a lot of hand-holding now and a lot of people don't like that they did mention that a lot of the hand-holding and helping people like learn Pokemon is going to be returning in Pokemon Legends. So it's going to be more of that XY helping people understand typing sort of thing. So, you know, for me, I have no problem with Pokemon hand-holding people because this is a game that is meant for children. Mm -hmm. And it's Pokemon is trying to appeal to the masses. Like, I guess if Pokemon wanted to, they could just make a setting where the hand-holding is off and maybe it doesn't tell you what super effective move to use so it doesn't make it, you know nearly as easy but still um i'm excited for both of these games and i think pokemon did a pretty decent job of showing uh, of doing a 25th anniversary and then just a little bit of side news with that pokemon snap gameplay was shown off and yeah uh that's coming out this april and i am super excited for it yeah i i'm super excited for that um the new pokemon i think it's going to be interesting i don't like it it seems like the the way you battle is a little different, a little bit. Um, I think it looks interesting. Obviously, everybody knows I'm not a Breath of the Wild fan, but I don't think that'll really factor into this game at all to me. Um, but it's something different that I think they need in Pokemon. So hopefully it works out. Um, we got to wait and see, but at least we're starting to get a sense of what Nintendo has lined up for this year and early next year, finally. We're gonna have some yeah, games and, to buy. You know, we talked about how the Yeah, we had talked about how the Pokemon Direct really wasn't that overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because Pokemon was saving their announcement for this twenty fifth anniversary. 
So it is nice to see that they're doing that. Nintendo had a bunch of anniversaries this year with, you know, the Mario, Legend of Zelda, Fire Emblem had an anniversary, which kind of sucks that Fire Emblem didn't get more love out of this entire um, anniversary, at least from my perspective. And I understand not everybody, you know, is in love with Fire Emblem like I am. But regardless, it would have been nice to see more there. But Pokemon is, like, I'm pretty sure it's one of, if not the biggest, like, franchise in the entire world. And the fact that Pokemon is probably just continuing to rake in all the money, considering you can't even find their trading cards right now. Yep. Um, Pokemon's in a good place, and hopefully game freak can kind of let loose with letting other studios work on their titles so they can work on expanding what they want to do and changing up their own you know thing much like with bioware yeah bioware went from kind of two completely different things and people don't want that from game freak they want pokemon and they tried dragalia lost and that was a game freak title that i know you played Mm -hmm. and i didn't think it was that bad and i know you didn't think it was terrible either no yeah but something it was interesting so yeah, it's it's just a matter of I think people just need to let I can't imagine doing the same thing over and over and over again. Like just let the let the people in these companies like actually be creative, use their minds. Like these are artists, these are programmers and these are designers. They want to be able to flex their talent in other ways that maybe a regular top-down Pokemon game like Red, Blue, Soul Silver, Heart Gold, you know, etc., can't do. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to see what where Pokemon Legends Arceus kind of takes us. It's going to sell a ton for sure. I hope so, and I, yeah. I really hope it was just the video I was watching. But like the video for Pokemon Arceus did not look very good. Mm-hmm. Like with Pokemon animations, like I think one of the Pokemon was like floating up and down, <laughs> and you could literally see it skip while yeah. it was like skipping frames so that you know there's there's still a lot to be seen from rcs but regardless i think legend is what i'm most excited for out of the remakes and yeah and this i think it's going to be cool i i definitely want to see obviously they probably aren't even remotely close to being done with it but i'm excited to see an actual like dive into the gameplay and see what it actually looks like when it's ready but yeah, that's probably maybe... not until fall maybe yeah and maybe maybe around fall because i maybe we'll get another nintendo direct because Mm -hmm. i know that you know we didn't get any news about breath of the wild too and maybe that's when we'll get gameplay for that and pokemon legends yeah so if if if, you know if if that ends up happening i called it first let me just be aware (laughs) (laughs) let me be very clear i i called it right here right now yep i'll hold you to that mark that down uh whatever date we're on march 2nd you called it yep (laughs) people will reference me as the uh as the all-seeing pokemon man i think they'll probably just put you in the direct at that point i think so if (laughs) if that would happen just uh, let me be like the english translator for like uh for just one sequence (laughs) i would take that i don't even need to be in it yep that'd be cool any uh, news stories that you have on your end? Um, I have like some small stuff. We had uh, Aliens Fire Team got announced, which okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. I like I didn't really see anything too original on it, right? Like a squad based. I think it's three people shooter, um, shooting aliens. I mean, the first thing that comes to mind was Aliens Colonial Marines. 
and how bad that was when that came out. So hopefully it's not like that. But <laughs> I, I have a soft spot for Aliens, the movies. So like I want these games to do well. And obviously Alien Isolation did really well, but that's a completely different type of game. So I'm hoping that this could be something cool. It could it could be like a Left 4 Dead with Aliens and that could work. Um, but I'm very hesitant on anything Alien related. I've just been let down too many times. At least the movies never let me down. Yeah, um, fair enough. And then just another quick one, too. I had uh, Epic Games bought uh, the developers of Fall Guys. I mean, I don't know if that's good or bad for them. Yeah, Media Tonic. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, 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 mean, I think it's media something like that. Yeah. That could be. I mean, it's good for them because they're going to have a lot more, a bigger bankroll, right, to make stuff that they want to make. But it just makes me kind of nervous. Same thing with like Microsoft buying up a whole bunch of companies that they just don't kind of ruin what the developers have. So as long as Epic doesn't try to change everything and then turn it into a Fortnite or something, we'll be okay, I guess. But I bet you we'll see some Fall Guys in Fortnite now. Which I don't want. <laughs> yeah, the one thing I'd be interested... Yeah, I guess the one thing I'm kind of more interested to see is I'm I'm pretty sure that fall guys is pretty has kind of fallen off since its main kind of startup because it was very polarizing of course when it first came out mm -hmm. people loved playing it people loved playing with their friends because it was kind of this weird um i guess the series would be called wipeout in a lot of ways it was this weird wipeout sort of series and people got to play with it with their friends and i i don't know how much the dlc is added to it but like for me i have had no reason to return to fall guys since no season one there so i what know there are, more, are they on i think it's season two or three okay but i know they've added a lot more games to it so you probably have a lot more rotating games that people would rather prefer or like because that was kind of the weak thing about season zero was there was no there wasn't a lot of games out at the time right but i just hope that this bigger payroll allows them to maybe churn out content a little faster because that's what fortnite is doing the reason mm -hmm. Fortnite is so popular is because it's constantly churning out more and more content with characters that, of course, people want. You know, people want all of the Marvel characters and whatnot. So that's why I think maybe for them it's going to be better because maybe they'll be able to churn out quicker the type of skins people want for their Fall Guys. And, you know, people people buy that stuff. It's Fortnite's been doing it, and it's very easy for them to do it. Yeah. Yeah, that's another game that I would love to see the player count on is fall guys like how many people are still playing i'm sure there's a decent amount but it can't be anywhere near what it was i just i don't i don't know of anybody personally who still plays it at all like i still know people yeah. obviously people still play a ton of warzone i still know a lot of people who are into fortnite a ton of people are into apex like we are but like i don't fall guys just seems like it's non-existent at least in my inner group yeah yeah, I'm completely with you. Mm -hmm. So, with those kind of two news stories out of the way, we'll st we'll go into the Sony state of play. Which, first off, I'm just gonna like say I don't know why people get so upset about like these types of things. Like people were upset that Sony apparently did not quote unquote show enough. They didn't see the new God of War Ragnarok or Horizon Zero Dawn Forbidden West. Like I get that. People are upset that we didn't see it, but just be happy you're getting anything at all. Yeah. If like I 
I live streamed both of these, you know, PlayStation, uh, PlayStation State of Play, and the Pokemon Presents. Like I, I live streamed them both, and I had fun with both of them. And the Sony State of Play came out with some cool stuff. So top of the news for for me and probably for you as well is the Final Fantasy VII remake is going to be coming to PS5 mm-hmm. as well with updated graphics and better frame rate. And the PS5 version comes with Yuffie DLC, is what I'll call it. Yeah. It it seems to take place between when Avalanche thought Cloud was like gone after the first, you know, um, it wasn't after the first pillar fell. It was after the uh, the robot boss fight, I think. Mm-hmm. And you know, while they're gone, maybe Yuffie and their clan, their you know, kind of clan or group comes up and you know tries to help Avalanche out, which that's what it seems like it's taking place. Yep. But you're the Final Fantasy VII master <laughs> here. I I will allow you your time to to stand on the floor. I mean, my initial first thought was. I got to get a PS5, but then I had to rationally tell myself that DLC is not an adequate reason to buy a $500 console. It's just not. Not wrong. Not wrong. <laughs> um, I think it's great that Final Fantasy VII Remake is free on PS4 this month. I think that's awesome. Um, lessens the blow a little bit of having to pay for the upgraded cost, the $10 or whatever. But um, I don't know if I will play through the whole thing, because I will eventually get a PS5. We know that. I just don't know if I'm going to play through it all again immediately. Probably not. I'll play the DLC for sure. Um, But I'd be curious to see how much better it looks, right? Because it looked good on PS4 for sure. So yeah, yeah, it it, it definitely did. Yeah. So I don't know how much they can improve upon it. I guess get the frame rate up a little bit. Um, But the DLC for me, I'm super excited for, but I am going to be a reasonable adult and not go out and buy a PlayStation immediately just to play. <laughs> but um, hopefully it's good. I I don't doubt that it will be. I'll be interested to see how long it is, right? If it's like an hour or two or if it's something longer than that, that would be pretty cool. Um, as long as it's not taking away from them getting the second part done, um, because, you know, that's what we're really all waiting on. Um, I would almost rather not have this DLC and just have them put out the second one quicker, but I'll take whatever I can get in Final Fantasy. So, I mean, Yuffie's one of my favorite characters, so it's cool to yeah, see her course. out there. So, nothing to complain about, but I'm not going to be running out day one to get it. Yeah, uh, from my point of view, I will probably, I'm definitely going to play the DLC just because Final Fantasy VII Remake was awesome for me. Mm-hmm. You know, it was. I think top three on both of our lists for game of the year of 2020. So I'm, I'm all for it, you know, get, give me more of it. And hopefully this, hopefully it doesn't hurt the release of whatever, you know, final fantasy seven remake part two ends up yeah. coming out. Hopefully this doesn't, hopefully this didn't hurt its production of making it come out sooner rather than later. But I think this is a neat way for people to get introduced to Yuffie Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how the original story went for Final Fantasy VII, but it, it, it's just going to be cool to see other characters get to play as other people as we have been. And I'm I'm all for getting more Final Fantasy content just in general right now because they're putting out good stuff. Yeah, it was a nice little surprise, honestly. Yeah, it was definitely a surprise. I didn't see that one coming. Mm-hmm. 
Now, kind of another like big news for me was the fact that Kenna and the Bridge of Spirits got a new trailer with new gameplay, and it's releasing August 24th, the mm-hmm. day before I turn 27. <laughs> so I am, and I'm, I don't know how many people are hyped for Kenna, but I am so excited to play Kenna and Bridge of Spirits. The I thought the trailer looked awesome. I love the art that it kind of has, and I love the and I love the whole kind of wizard magic type thing as well. Everything about this game just screams I'm going to absolutely like it, and the fact that it comes out the day before my birthday just I think makes it that much sweeter for me. I am so excited for this game. I can't I can't tell you like this is the first game that ember labs is the studio that's making it has come out and ever since the first trailer with the two brothers talking about all the passion they put into this game i am fully behind it i just hope it meets everybody's expectations because for for me this is i'm just so i'm so hyped for it i'm so excited (laughs) yeah hopefully it's not uh hopefully it lives up to your expectations because your expectations are pretty high (laughs) yeah i think it looks good but I'm not expecting anything out of it. So like, I don't think I'll be disappointed at all. I think it looks like a very solid game. Very, very solid. Yeah, like, I I guess it's just me that's super excited. I'm not sure what gets me this excited about this game. Maybe it's because I feel like, uh, and I'm starting to think about it now, maybe something is, this kind of looks like Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time in a lot of ways for me it's going to be a brand new character nobody ever knows about there hopefully will be some platforming with like these spirit type things that can help you solve puzzles i hope and the combat (laughs) looks smooth so you know there's uh i might just be end up when this game comes out i might end up being like blinded by the fact that i'm so excited for it to tell you it's bad so we'll (laughs) see uh i'm but yeah i'm just super excited for kenna like that's Mm -hmm you know signed sealed delivered yeah i don't think it'll be bad i think it'll be good i really do i just don't think it doesn't seem like very many people are like as amped up though as you are i don't know maybe everybody's just like cautious about it but i think it'll be a surprise for a lot of people how good it is yeah I, i just think for a lot of people as well like the sony crowd is so hell-bent on the next spider-man the next god of war the next horizon game the next grand tour like grand turismo and eh, kind of but mm-hmm. like the next ratchet and clank and the next god of war like there's so many good first party single player games that i think a lot of people just kind of don't expect this game to kind of take off the way i think it should yeah. and sony has been talking about how they want to continue to invest in money in these single player experiences and storytelling experiences and i think kenna bridge of spirits is going to kind of be the first new ip since horizon to come out and be like hey this is sony continuing to put money into that storytelling space so yeah i'm yeah i'm yeah i'm super psyched for it i'm not sure how many times i can say it (laughs) With that, we also got new Returnal and Deathloop trailers, which, like, Returnal I'm going to be getting. I also thought it came out, like, mid-March. Apparently it comes out the end of April as well, so news to me. Mm -hmm. But Deathloop is slowly starting to look like a game that makes more sense and that I'm starting to understand and maybe want to try. Mm -hmm. Because 
I really wasn't sold on Deathloop until I saw this trailer here from PlayStation during the state of play. And I was like, oh, this could be a game I could get into because ever since then, or ever since before that trailer, I was not sold on Deathloop at all. So I'll still be waiting for trailers and probably reviews to come out of Deathloop before I decide to do it. But it's like one of these like, and I think it kind of works with Returnal as well. These are both these kind of, you're going to be playing the levels multiple times and enemies are going to change and the way you fight is going to change or how you approach it can change. I feel like Deathloop could be a lot like Hitman in the way you can go about getting your target. You could do multiple things. So I'm I'm now starting to like Deathloop. I'm not sure how you feel about, you know, either of those either of um, those games, but I mean it's definitely a game I'll throw in my game for IQ. But yeah. uh I'm not like I, I still haven't been sold on it, honestly. So hopefully it surprises me. Um, Returnal, I think, looks cool. But Deathloop, I'm just kind of eh about. Eh, we'll see. Yeah, and that's kind of all we got from the Sony State of Play. Like, I know I say all we got, like I'm disappointed, but I'm happy <laughs> with the news we got yeah. from it. And just a couple of smaller other PlayStation stuff. One, uh, Sony is going to discontinue purchases of movies and TV shows from the PlayStation Store. That just makes sense to me. Yep. I don't know many people that were doing that in the first place, and it's probably taking up bandwidth on their store. Yep. So they probably just want to get get rid of it, and that makes complete sense to me. So I've never heard of anybody buying a movie or renting a movie through their PlayStation, ever. Yeah, and I have a feeling they looked at the numbers and went, oh, nobody's doing this because there's 700 different streaming <laughs> apps that you can do it on as well. Yep. So let's make the you know the PlayStation solely for gaming. Yep. You know, the, the PS5 already plays 4K discs, which is what I need it to do because the Xbox has a weird glitch with it. I won't get into 4K mm -hmm. discs on the Xbox for me. But still, uh, definitely, uh, definitely excited to see if this opens up something new for Sony. And then... I'll mention this as well, and I got this according to The Verge, so if you want to see the original story, go to The Verge. But PS5 SSD expansion slot is rumored to be unlocked and be usable by summer, according to a, st according to a statement from Sony on The Verge. I know that's a little bit confusing, but I want to do the right stuff here by getting all my stories straight. Mm -hmm. um, I'm only putting this in here because I've been screaming for PlayStation <laughs> to unlock that SSD so should have been there day one should it should have been yep but I, I i have a feeling sony is maybe waiting for the production of like whatever sony branded m.2 drives they decide to make that are inevitably and i swear i i have a feeling they're gonna cost 300 dollars. i really <laughs> hope i'm wrong i i for what a terabyte hope, yeah i oh. seriously hope i'm wrong i'll but go the with thing uh, is, i'm gonna say 199 See, and I would say that, but like the price of like the the Xbox like external M.2 drive mm -hmm. and I feel like Sony put so much of this, oh, this is a custom M M.2. This is, you know, speeds that's never been seen before. We had to invent new speeds, blah 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 corporate mm -hmm. speak mm -hmm. that I just I'm just afraid that Sony's going to put a stranglehold on the market and if somebody want and they're going to try to squeeze as much money out of people as they can. That's yeah. that's what I'm afraid of and I hope I'm wrong. I so I'm, hope I am. I mean, I think they've learned enough of their lesson from the memory cards on the Vita that they wouldn't go 
100% down the same road that they did back then. But I do think they'll be like, you can use other ones, but you're not going to get the same load times as if you buy this one that's $299 or $199. Um, I could definitely see them doing that. I would hope that they wouldn't lock it out so that you can only buy theirs. But we'll see. Yeah, I, I hope so too. But yeah, we will. And then the last piece of story I have, which I just thought was fun, I was uh, looking at stuff yesterday, and Snoop Dogg was playing Madden for yeah. 15 minutes, <laughs> and then he raged quit, and raged quit to the point where he turned off his console and left his stream going for another six hours <laughs> yeah. before he came back to uh, uh, to turn off his stream, and me and you have both played Madden, like, I get that, I feel mm-hmm. Snoop Dogg, it Snoop Dogg looks like he's a very seasoned um, Madden player because he was doing a whole bunch of co- coaching adjustments before the actual like first play went off and he knew what he was doing. Yep. But I completely understand Snoop Dogg's rage. And if you want a little bit of a, a laugh, you know, he just, he just, you know, he curses, you know, he he's, throws he's his getting, controller too. Yeah. He just gets mm-hmm. angry and eventually turns off the, it turns off the system. Yep. It, it makes sense. Snoop Dogg, we understand you. If you want to beat up on some people on Madden, I will play you, and I will right. gladly take whatever beating your ultimate team gives me. I will. I've got no problem with that. I mean, it's Snoop Dogg, so I hundred percent think that he just went to smoke and one forgot, and two because of his age, probably didn't realize that he needed to turn off the stream as well, and just kind of it just <laughs> went and went. <laughs> He was literally smoking midstream. Like there yeah. was no hiding yeah. it. Like you could see that he was consistently smoking. Mm-hmm. And I have to admit, like I haven't seen Snoop Dogg in a while. Um, he definitely does look older than the last time I've seen him. I don't know how much you know weed is helping his <laughs> his skin or his health, but uh, you know, I just I just thought it was funny because we dog on Madden, and as much as we play for it, we know it sucks. Mm-hmm. And Snoop Dogg is kind of like this person that he's the he's what we are. You know, he plays Madden, but 15 minutes in, he's angry at it and just wants to quit. Yep. Yeah. And it's funny that like him doing this and forgetting it to turn it off has just made it made him even more popular on Twitch now. So, yeah. I mean, he already had a big following, but this just made it even bigger. Maybe that's exactly. what we need to do. Do we just need to rage quit and leave it on? Yeah, and you know what? I have a feeling that's going to happen to me with Resident Evil. Like, I'm going to get scared to the point where I put the controller down and I have to walk away from the camera. Yep. Yep. But as knowing as... me, I'm not going to forget. I'm not going to yeah. forget that the stream's on. I mean, it'll be more of a just, all right, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. Bye. <laughs> yeah. It's and okay, Snoop. We all feel your pain. As it to say, yeah, and that's just going to get clipped to oblivion. Mm hmm. But those are all the news stories I have. Do you have anything else on your end? No, we had it all. All right. We spent a good 35 minutes talking yep. about the news. I said it was a lot. Was but a now lot. we're getting now we're getting into also the more fun parts, which is the games played for the week. Mm-hmm. And for me, I have a decent amount and I have good news reporting a lot of this stuff. I played Bravely Default 2, okay. Persona 5 Strikers, and the Outriders demo. All right. Um, I have Bravely Default 2 coming, so I'll be trying that out. I also put a good amount of time into Outriders demo, good amount of time again into Super Mario 3D World again, and then uh, the wonderful masterpiece that is Werewolf the Apocalypse colon Earthbound. 
See, I like for me the two games that I'm going to talk about. I'm super excited for, and I know with Wolfbound, you are going, you're going to destroy it. Mm-hmm. So, I'll I'll start off with Bravely Default Two on my end. So I'll make it clear first. This this is kind of the third entry in the series. There's Bravely Default and Bravely Second, both which are sequels. Like once the first game, Bravely Default, and then Bravely Second is the direct sequel to it, but. Bravely Default 2 has nothing to do with... It's in the same universe as Bravely Default, but it's not something where you need to play the previous two games to play this game, which is good for a lot of people. I've put about probably eight hours into the game, and Bravely Default is a... I'm loving the game so far. The art style is super endearing. I didn't know if it was going to grasp me like it would, but it has... The characters I, I find all very likable, and I've liked all the characters so far. The The battle system is what's very unique, and the job system is also what's very unique to this. So I did a little bit of research. Bravely Default was kind of based off of the Final Fantasy IV, where you had job classes. So you have things like a freelancer, or the knight class, or the, you know, there's a black and white mage class. Kind of your typical Final Fantasy classes, if you guys have... Anybody who's delved into Final Fantasy knows that these uh, classes exist. And they are called asterisks in this game. And you can switch between jobs as much as you want. There is no... You know, picking a job and then having to stay with it. You just do as you please. And through battling, you level up that job. Now, what makes Bravely Default 2 unique in its battle system is that you can move more than once per turn. Usually in RPGs, you all have your turn, then the enemy has their turn, and then vice versa, etc. In this game, you have the option to Brave or to Default. Now, Default's easy to kind of explain. Default is guarding. Mm-hmm. pretty much and when you guard you bank up a point and then that point can be used to attack more than once now you can also choose to brave and brave allows you to move more than once but when you the difference is here is the every time you start a battle or at least most of the time you're going to start off with zero battle points you could either start off and use all your braves all at once but then you're not going to move for three consecutive rounds But if you default and guard, you can then spend those points uh, as soon as you reach max and then be able to act the next turn. So there's this kind of mix and balance of, okay, I need to wait here because the boss is going to do something or um, this enemy is super easy and I can defeat it like in one turn. Right. So there's there's a lot going on with this game and eight hours in, I'm kind of getting into the story more. One of the things that I do want to say about this game before a lot of people like try it or rush out to buy it, because for me it is a buy. I love this game so far. This is a game where you're going to have to grind. Mm -hmm. And if you don't know what that means, it means there are going to be portions of the game where the boss is way too hard for you. And it's if you go through this game just kind of defeating enemies willy-nilly and then getting to the boss, that's not going to work. You need to level up your characters and get them to and a more appropriate level or, you know, be able to outmaneuver the boss in a lot of ways. And for a lot of people, grinding is something that turns them off the game because it's moments of the story where you're just battling enemies really nonsensely. You're not really thinking about it. You're just going on and doing your day through it. But uh, one, Bravely Default makes it a little bit easier. You could turn up the speed of all battles. 
by okay. four times. So if you know you're going to defeat an enemy like in one turn, you can beat the battle in 10 seconds. It's super quick. But other battles are going to take longer. And Bravely Default, you know, is is making grinding at least a little bit easier by speeding up the the Bravely uh the the battle system. <sighs> Sorry guys, that was a lot of talking on my <laughs> end. I mean, it's a complicated game, right? Yeah, and I just wanted to explain it to people because there are people who have asked me, hey, should I get this game? And I want mm-hmm. people to know that, one, I think you should, but know what you're getting yourself into. You know, JRPGs, and everybody knows, like, Persona and how much I loved Persona. Of course, I love this game as well. I really do like it. But it's different in the fact that Persona doesn't really require you to grind as much, or at least I didn't think Persona required me to grind. So you're constantly getting more story and doing more and more stuff. And the last thing I'll say about the game is the one unique feature it does is there is a portion of the game where you can send out a character to like go out and sail. And this all happens when you're not playing your switch. So you can constantly be getting new items and helping your helping you kind of have an easier time with the game all by just, you know, taking a break from the game. You come back eight hours and you're going to get a bunch of new items and those items are better weapons orbs to help you level up faster that kind of thing so bravely default i think is probably the most accessible of all the games because one so far the story isn't as convoluted and second it's even when you're not playing you can do something to actively help your time be easier with the game so it's a buy okay <sighs> Jeez. that was a lot okay yeah i <laughs> I, I, I had I had my bullet points and we went down. <laughs> we went down where, you know, I just talked about one game for six minutes. So. I think like when you bring up like the grinding to get past a boss, that just brings back like memories from being a kid, especially like Final Fantasy 7, 8 and 9 and 10 um, and having to do that over and over because you get to a certain point in the game. and You're like, I just can't get past this boss. So. I have to go fight some enemies for an hour or a half hour and just level up a couple levels. And I never saw that as a bad thing. It was just something that you don't really see anymore as much. A lot of the games just tend to let you go from one thing to the next because they don't want to lose you. So it's cool when games can kind of revert back to be like, no, you got to put the time in to get past this boss. It's not just going to be handed to you. Um, So I like that. I think it's cool. Um, the job, the class system is pretty cool. It does remind me of old Final Fantasy, so I'm excited to try it. it I should probably have it in the next day or two. So I thought I could get done with Mario before that gets here, but I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> um, do we want yeah, to do go one ahead, thing? Go ahead. I'll mention. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just one thing I do want to mention is this game is probably the most accessible as well is because during the 3DS time era, we didn't have um, like YouTube to help us with Bravely Default 1 and 2. Now that YouTube and game you know, walkthroughs and ways to make the game easier are out on YouTube, you can look up tips for Bravely Default, and you can get very helpful tips in order to help you have an easier time with this game. So that's also what makes this game more accessible, because if you're willing to get into the community and try and find easier ways if you're having problems youtube will definitely help you there's already like i did a bit of research there's a ton of videos already on how to make your characters overpowered in the beginning three hours of the game (laughs) so you know if if you want an easy time you can definitely make it but i don't think it's intended to be enjoyed that way 
Okay. Yeah, I'm definitely excited. I'm glad it's a buy. Uh, do we want to do the Outriders demo? Yeah, let's do the Outriders demo. How much time did you put into it so far? So I got, I did the mission where you pick your class mm -hmm. and then you get picked up by one of the old Outriders, which I guess is more story based. And then you're right. about to go out and find Jakob. Okay. Um, that's as far as I got. Okay. I did the mission after that where you go get Jakob. Um, okay. Initial impression so far. I thoroughly enjoy People Can Fly, the developer. Uh, I love Bulletstorm. Um, it's one of my favorite games from last two generations ago now, but it was on last generation. They did the upgraded version with Duke Nukem, which was interesting. But uh, I get yeah. a lot of um, division vibes. I think Gears was one that you brought up, right? Gears is a good um, one, I think, to compare it to. There's The intro was rough for me it was a lot of cutscene walk a little bit cutscene another cutscene and like i didn't want to skip it because they did say that your progress in the demo will carry over when the actual game comes out so i didn't want to lose out on the story but yeah it was painful that first like 20 30 minutes and i was like all right i get it like here's the intro and that's fine but then i don't need 10 15 minutes about how to shoot my gun like i get it just let me go um it runs fairly well on the Series X. I haven't had too many problems. I think the inventory menu is a little clunky, but they have time to change it. I really want to like it. Um, I like the classes. I picked the, uh, I think the Technomancer. It was the long range one that I picked. And like having a grenade. And then also I got like a turret that I can throw out and it freezes enemies, which I thought was kind of cool. Um, but I really, really enjoyed both of the divisions. And I've been looking for a third person class base, something I can play with my friends. So I want this to work, but I don't know where I'm at on this yet. I just don't know. It's there's too many uncertainties for me. If it's going to be something that I'm just going to be bored with, like in my instance, like I got with Anthem, then I, I may bounce off of it really, really quick. But what did you think? Yeah. So I do admit the, the beginning is very hard and what mm -hmm. I, and we talked about this of course between us, but I really hate the shaky cam mm -hmm. that's going on in these cutscenes. Like just make it smooth. There's yeah. no need for shaky camera. It doesn't add anything. It just makes my head hurt. Yeah. Um, in a lot of ways. And the, the beginning definitely drags. Now what's good about it is after you suffer through it once, and I'll say <laughs> suffering is um afterward it does say that after you do it the first time you can go back and create new characters and completely skip the the beginning part which is a good idea on their part because yep. the beginning part isn't great by any means at least in my point of view yep. the classes i think are pretty cool i'm interested to see how they can work together when we start playing multiplayer but the game reminds me of Gears in a lot of way, and it also reminds me of Destiny with the loot type thing, and that could be a very dangerous thing. Not everybody wants to put a thousand plus hours into a video game like Destiny, where it's constant new stuff coming up. Yeah. And I think how they did difficulty also makes a lot of sense with world tiers and how you can set your world tier to what you want it to be, and then your friends can all set it up to where they want it to be as well to get better loot or to have a fun time. 
It's completely yeah. up to, to to them. So I do like that aspect of the game. They they did a uh, I know a, a stream talking about how much stuff is going to be coming out for the game, and it does look like it'll come out with a decent amount of post game stuff, which is something that Anthem especially suffered from. Yep. So. I, I just I just hope they're ready with the game. I do want to like it as well. Uh, it is I think they said three man teams, much like Apex Legends. So it kind of stinks that you can't have each one like each person in your like party be one of the classes because there's a total of four. So I would have liked to have seen four because then you could have had each one person be each class and you know maybe had a lot of fun doing it that way. But it's just not the case. I look forward to it i will definitely not be buying it on launch though i need no. to see reviews about how this game is going to do before i decide to to jump into it yeah the like the world tier thing is something that was in the division i thought that was really cool so it really is all going to depend on the end game content for me and honestly with a lot of games like this it all depends on what the people i play with do if they get this game then i'll probably get it but like if you don't get it and my other friends decide to pass on it, then I have no reason really to get it because you don't want to play this type of game exactly. by yourself. So, yeah. Uh, what else? What else All did right, you play? So oh, with uh, the Persona. Demo. Yeah, Persona 5 Strikers. So I guess we'll talk about good before we start getting into <laughs> the bad. That is the <laughs> game you're going to be talking about. So I will try not to make this as long winded. Um, Persona 5 Strikers uh, 1 is kind of the direct sequel to Persona 5, the original game. It's not the direct sequel to Royal. So there's no, um, the character's name is Kasumi. She's not in this game and there's no reference of anything that happened in Royal in Strikers. Now with that, Strikers is a different game. It's not a turn-based game. It is a action RPG game. It's all real time with, I, I'm going to compare it to games like Kingdom Hearts where there's kind of and Dynasty Warriors where there you're you're in an open battlefield and there's tons of enemies around you. Now, one thing that I do like about Persona 5 Strikers especially is those Dynasty Warriors, the battlefields are just filled and filled with enemies. In Persona 5 Strikers, there's kind of one enemy out in the area and you can attack him and then the rest of the enemies spawn. And then when you're done with that battle, you get a little update, the XP and the money you earned, and then you can continue to go around. Whereas the Destiny Warrior games, it's just full on enemies everywhere. There really is no break in between uh, any of that stuff that you have there. Persona 5 Strikers so far has been a fun time. I've put about 10 hours into it, and... It's different, but for me, I like all these characters, and I know all of them. So, of course, and Persona 5 Royal was my game of the year for 2020. So, I'm obviously going to like this game. Now, I think what I do want to say is people who don't like the Dynasty Warriors games, I do think they might like Persona 5 Strikers because it's not the Warriors all over the place. And they do a really cool way of uh, putting in Persona 5 features that um, that make the game unique in its own. One with, like, uh, Persona 5 no is known for, like, you find the enemy's weakness and then you do an all-out attack. You can do that in this game, and it makes the battles go a lot quicker. Uh, so, 
you know, there's a lot going on with this game, uh, but I I enjoy it. I will say I have it for Switch and PS4. I got both versions. <laughs> um, the Switch version is a little clunky, and it's the same thing with Hyrule Warriors. It is not like the Switch is already showing its age with games not being able to run at a very smooth 30 frames a second, really. And this is just another reason for them, for Nintendo to maybe start thinking or putting out or releasing or announcing a Switch Pro system. Because you have games like Persona 5 Strikers and uh, Hyrule Warriors that require a lot of brain power. There's a lot of enemies, there's a lot of moves going on, and... On PS5, uh, sorry, on PS4 Pro, which is what I'm playing Persona 5 Strikers on right now currently, the game's smooth. I haven't had any problems with frame rate. Loading screens are pretty quick. I can't really say that about the Switch version. So that's uh, um, just, a, just a little bit. If you're trying to decide which version to pick, I can save you the trouble. If you have a PS4, get it for PS4. Okay. Um, I will say, like, I was interested in playing this game as somebody who played Persona 5 but didn't finish it, but didn't hate it. Um, I thought, like, this could be something that could be more up my alley because it's a little more fast-paced, if you will. It's probably not the best way to put it, but fast-paced. It's it's definitely more fast-paced. Yeah. Um, But I will say I was listening to some other people talk about it on the the MinMax podcast, and what kind of scared me a little bit is one of them has finished the game, and he was talking about how he, for him, he enjoyed like just the dialogue between the characters and, and getting to know the characters and that kind of stuff. Um, and he did say at one point that it asked you to save, I think twice. And then he's like, there's a good hour long dialogue dump without any gameplay, just a straight yeah. hour. And I know yeah. that's not anything new for persona. Much like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but for me somebody like me i'm like oh yeah man. no it does the same <laughs> thing in the original that's a lot like that i'm i'm not even a fan of like metal gear solid uh metal gear 5 right when that came out and that had i think the end cut yeah. scene was an hour and a half something like that like i just don't like that <laughs> yeah <laughs> if i wanted to watch a movie i'll go watch a movie but i'm trying to play a game so I wouldn't say it completely turned me off. I still want to try it, but that kind of stuff always causes me to hesitate a little bit. And it's why I don't get as into these type of games as other people do. So just like a word of warning, I guess. No, yeah, you're not wrong. There are definitely times, even in the 10 hours I've played, where the dialogue just continues to go. And I'm like, this is a lot of talking. Mm-hmm. And I'm attached to these characters, so I enjoy doing this. But somebody who maybe didn't play Persona 5 or um, like doesn't have the same amount of history with it probably isn't going to like the fact that characters will talk for an hour straight and mm-hmm. you just have to sit there and read or listen. So it's it's definitely not for everybody, and I can see why that would scare off people. So yeah, no, that yeah. was an excellent thing to ma- uh, mention. Yeah. But I am definitely going to try it. So I it's one that I have in my game fly queue because I don't want to I'm not willing to put down the 60 for it because I don't know if I'll even enjoy it. But I will try it for sure. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. So werewolf, the apocalypse. I'm going to keep saying colon earthbound because I think it's funny. Um, <laughs> that This was the one that we saw the trailer. Was that for the um, 
that was the Series X conference, right? Live stream that we saw the first trailer for. I think I think so. Yeah, I, yeah, I think so. And I remember both of us were like, that could be something decent. That looks like an interesting concept. Um, but it's very obvious right away that all their time and effort went into the cutscenes. Like super obvious because the cutscenes are great. They look really <laughs> they look really cool. Um, but then you get to the gameplay, and I'm not even kidding when I tell you it looks like Xbox 360 PS3 style graphics when you get playing. It's like bad. Oh, okay. It's bad. Um the if <laughs> if we had an award at the end of the year for worst voice acting and worst dialogue, I think this would single-handedly easily win. Um the the main character has no emotion whatsoever. Um the writing is bad. Uh man, I it's not what i expected i expected it to not be good but like i expected it to be a little bit playable it's not it controls clunky um you have the option to go back and forth between your human form and your uh, wolf form and your wolf form is quicker but obviously you can't open doors and that kind of thing there's a heavy emphasis on stealth which is you weird mean to tell me a werewolf can't open a door <laughs> it can't um Man, it's just like everything about it is awkward. And then you get these moments where he gets angry and then he turns into a werewolf and then it just becomes you're in a small area and it's just waves of enemies that you can just literally tear apart and then there's blood everywhere, but it doesn't look good. It's like pixely blood. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the story is terrible. Uh, from what I play, like right away, your wife you're all on this mission and your wife is infiltrating this base and then she gets caught and for whatever reason, your daughter's there as well. And then the wife gets caught. So you go to save her and then she gets killed. And then his solution, because he's so angry is to leave his daughter and go on his own. I, I don't, I don't know what he's doing, but um, man, it's a, it's a train wreck. It's real bad. Uh, if you, <laughs> If you like bad games, I guess give it a shot. But I played about an hour and a half, and I feel like that's about an hour and 10 minutes too long, probably, because I kept waiting for it to really? get at least a little bit better. It never did. Uh, so it's a solid pass. Don't even bother. Um, I guess you could look up gameplay if you really <laughs> wanted to see what it looks like, but uh, it's it's terrible. That's, that's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to get angry about it. It's just a bad game. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to hear about it just because I think I think the game did have potential. Mm -hmm. And after I saw the reviews, I was like, oh, this game like did not no. um, meet expectations for for either of us of what we thought it could be. So mm -hmm. it just stinks when a game can't meet expectations. I would know Anthem, uh, which we <laughs> talked about earlier. So um yeah, like once once I saw the reviews for that game, I was like, oh, this is definitely something I am not <laughs> I am not going to try. Nope. So I was just going to let it go to the wayside. So I'm glad you ended up playing it because it <laughs> I suffered for us. You know, sometimes one of us has to do that. That's so. true. Yep, that's <laughs> true. But those are the games we ended up playing this week. So let's go ahead and get into the movies this week. So for mm -hmm. me, again, it's just WandaVision. Did you end up watching anything else? I did watch the uh, Tom and Jerry movie on HBO. 
I did, you know what, and I'm interested to hear about it because I have a lot of people that say Tom and Jerry were barely in the movie. So I am that's, interested to yeah, that's not to hear what you have to say. <laughs> um, kind of reminds me of Alvin and the Chipmunks, right? Like that style of movie where you have human actors, everybody's human except all the animals are cartoons. Um, I was I watched a lot of Tom and Jerry as a kid, so I guess I have a little bit of a fondness for it. I don't think it's a bad movie at all. Um, it just, like I said, it reminds me of Alvin and the Chipmunks. It's perfectly passable if you're watching with your kids. If you don't have kids and you have no any type of nostalgia for Tom and Jerry, I'm sure you're just going to get bored real quick. Um, but it's not terrible. I would give it like, if you had to do it like a scale of up to 10, I feel like a solid six is probably fair. Um, nobody's doing a terrible job acting. Nobody's phoning it in. It's funny at times, so it's definitely watchable, especially if you have HBO Max. It's free, um, so you might as well just check it out. If you have kids, check it out. If you don't, you can pass. You won't miss anything. All right. Yeah, I'm, I plan on getting HBO Max, so I want to give that movie a shot just because mm -hmm. I'm also interested in a lot of what HBO Max has been putting out lately. So I'm all for it, and I just it kind of stinks that you don't have more Tom and Jerry in a Tom and Jerry film because for me, you know, I remember a lot of that game. Uh, sorry. I mean the show as like childhood. And while it's a little bit older than what my childhood probably says, I, w I should have been watching. Mm -hmm. um, it was still fun nonetheless. And I was really interested to see what they had here, but yeah, I, I, I have heard a lot of people that the acting isn't very good mm -hmm. from the care, from the characters that are real and that Tom and Jerry aren't in it enough and if they were maybe the movie would have um performed better but maybe that's also why it's on hbo max <laughs> yeah fair <laughs> so well with that we both watched wandavision and again i'm blown away by wandavision if you aren't watching it like what are you doing i can't yep. express it enough watch wandavision uh I was reading that on Friday and I go to sleep with a TV on just as like background noise. And then eventually the sleep timer kicks it off. But Friday I couldn't watch the Simpsons to go because that's what I used to go to sleep. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't because the Disney Disney plus was crashing because so many people were trying to get the latest and see whether or not, you know, at 1201, the WandaVision episode would be up. I don't think they are up at 1201 if I'm being honest, but I just WandaVision deserves all the praise it's getting one because it's really good. And like, I haven't been this invested in something since game of Thrones. If I'm being honest, you know, we, we know these characters and I'm continue to be blown away by how Marvel continues to introduce their past into a new setup of series. And revisiting wanda's childhood was the perfect thing for this episode to do we go back and we find out more about her we see scenes that you know we kind of got a close-up on in like avengers age of ultron or in civil war but it gets expanded on in this with um agatha harkness as of as the villain you know we end up going through everything there and agatha is trying to figure out how wanda did all this and she kind of and after after she sees her like build the town she, like really she doesn't explain to the character 
like Agatha just has this epiphany like oh my god like you have to be eliminated because you're the Scarlet Witch and this is the first time she's ever been called the Scarlet Witch in the Marvel series so overall you know actually I just talked about spoilers and I didn't even give a spoiler (laughs) warning it's okay spoiler warning if you're not used to it like I don't don't know what else to tell you we do this every week yeah so go so go ahead what what about you for um um there's a lot of things I really liked. I liked, you know, the scene where the Stark bomb comes into their house. Um, I thought it was cool that we get to see, I think in Age of Ultron, you know, she mentions that, you know, they kind of sat there waiting for it to explode and it never did. But uh, in this, we get to see that, you know, there's a possibility that she was using some sort of hex to keep them safe even before she knew how to use magic, which I think is cool. It plays into her being this you know a nexus uh you know powerful witch scarlet witch um thought that was really cool kind of rewriting the marvel history a little bit which is interesting um agatha continues to be a phenomenal character we got to see a her backstory which i thought was awesome um what else yeah i mean we're all set up for the final episode and like i'm so excited so pumped to see where they go I think I may be off of the uh, Mephisto train, though. I don't think he may be involved like I thought. Mephisto is still the rabbit. I'm still <laughs> for it. I'm still waiting for, like, and there's supposed to be a couple cameos coming in this last episode here. Right. But if anybody knows about Mephisto, it's going to be Doctor Strange. Yep. And I think he'll know, I think, a decent amount about, like, all that type of stuff. So... Hopefully, I'm I'm hoping we get a second villain. I really do. I hope we get something a little bit more than just Agatha. Not that Agatha can't carry this final episode, mm-hmm. but I feel like in order for more superheroes to get involved, we're going to need like that one more thing. And I'm sorry, but that bunny is is suspect. I don't it know is. what that bunny is. It's not a bunny. That's <laughs> yep. what I'm getting at. So I mean, I'm it ate it's the Mal- bird, right? Yeah, I'm hoping it's Malfisto. Yeah, because it. I think it would surprise more people just in general. And I do think that, um, like, I think Agatha wants to be working with someone in order to figure all this out. And yeah, we'll, we'll see. I really don't even, I don't even look at Agatha really as a villain at this point. I mean, I know she's bad, right? She's doing a lot of bad things, but she's just trying to figure out who Wanda is. And then at the end of the episode, she finally gets it right. She's like, Oh, you're Scarlet witch. And, she just wanted to figure out how she got so powerful so she could do the same thing, which obviously she can't. Um, but, you know, we may get that twist where it ends up that the villain going forward is Scarlet Witch, and I'd be perfectly fine with that. I think it could be a really cool idea. We still have, you know, White Vision coming in, which I think could set up a really cool scene between both Visions kind of fighting each other. Um, we still have Monica somewhere. We didn't even see her this episode, so... There's a lot going into this last episode besides just Doctor Strange is supposed to be there and possibly some other huge cameo. So I am so excited for Friday. Can't get here soon enough. Yeah, I'm with you. So watch WandaVision. Binge it if you can. I feel like if you're looking to binge it, binge half of it on Wednesday, half of it on Thursday. Friday when you get home from work or, you know, when you're ready, sit down, get the popcorn, turn it on. Let's yep. get, you know, get ready to go because it's going to be a fun ride uh, this Friday. And then what do we do after it's over? Then we have to wait for 
uh we're gonna have to wait for the falcon and the winter soldier yeah Yeah. which is in a couple weeks i believe two weeks or something like that yeah yeah there's there's like a little bit of a break and then we're right back into it which is good Mm -hmm. on disney plus's part and i know we also have raya and the last dragon yeah i think coming out this week or next week and i think it's friday yeah and one thing i will say it is available with the premiere access so you have to pay money in order to watch it but i'm going to be watching it because um the early reviews show that this movie is pretty good yeah so i'm I'm excited for this one really excited so am i busy weekend so yeah busy weekend and a little bit of an extra segment here to the podcast we had a fan email yes i finally the email's up we got something going on so listener and fan of the show rachel who helped us with the cyberpunk 2077 podcast came in with some interesting facts about the fate series that Mm -hmm. craig watched last week hi guys i wanted to comment on Craig's talk about Fate, the Netflix original. It's based on a cartoon, like he said, called The Winx Club, which is where Fate gets its subtitle from, The Winx Saga, from the early 2000s. It really wasn't a Nickelodeon original. It was co-produced with the Italian company that created it, dubbed for uh, dubbed for Nick for air, uh, to air in the U.S. Fate has similar characters and settings, but the tone of the show and the content are very different. The original cartoon was geared toward young girls in elementary and early middle school and paid off with a lot of magical girl anime tropes. You said anime, I'm in. Let's do this. (laughs) But the arcs become more serious as time goes on. I think the point of the show was to encourage girls that you could be feminine but also be powerful and a hero in your own right because that theme in children's media was starting to pick up at the time like Totally Spies. I remember Totally Spies. That was a a fun TV show. I, I remember watching it and enjoying it as well. Yeah, I used to watch it when I was younger, so I thought I might provide some personal content, uh, context in case you were interested. And then she ends off with a question. On a completely unrelated note, what are some games that you guys were really anticipating that ended up getting canceled? For Rachel, it was the Silent Hill game that PT kind of demoed for. Thanks, mm-hmm. guys, from Rachel. So, Rachel, thank you for sending in the inaugural email to open up yeah. the email section of the show. We appreciate it. And that was a uh, that was like good stuff for the for the fate series uh, for the fate yeah. There's a lot stuff. of stuff I didn't know because obviously yeah. I had I had never watched the cartoon. I remember Winks Club, but I had no idea that these two things were related. So yeah, it's a complete um, epiphany to me. So yeah. games that were canceled that we were really excited for. Mm-hmm. That's tough. I, I got two that um, come to mind. Okay. Okay. You go ahead first. Yeah. So the first one that comes to mind is Scalebound. If you I remember would have that to one. say, yep, I do remember Scalebound. Remember him well. riding around with his headphones on? <laughs> like, yeah, I was, and he was riding on a dragon. Yeah. Yep. I was really excited for that game. I thought it looked like something cool. Kind of reminded like a Devil May Cry type vibe. Um, I was real pumped for that. And then the other one that immediately comes to mind is like my all time. I every so often I will Google to see if it's anywhere or if it has completely dropped off. It was back in the PS3 and 360 era, and it was called, I believe it was called This Is Vegas, I think is what it was called. Um, I'm gonna have to look it up, but hmm, I have, it yeah, was, I got no idea. Give me one second. I'm gonna double check that that's what it was called. Um, yeah, This Is Vegas. Okay. Yeah. Um, so it was an open world. Um, kind of like a GTA style game that was set completely in Vegas. Um, you had the ability to go to the casinos. You could do everything at the casino. You could play card games. You could play the slots. Um, basically a lot of stuff that GTA five did. Right. 
Um, but this was way back in the PS3 360 era. And I remember when that thing got announced, this would have been, I think it was after GTA 4 came out. So it was something I was like, this could be really cool. Um, and then it just totally dropped off the face of the earth. And there was a time where a couple of years later, it was, I would say it was like over five years later that it popped up again and then it just disappeared again. So somewhere down the road, maybe it'll come out as something else, but also maybe GTA may have actually been like, yeah, we're already doing this. So there's no need. But I was, man, when they announced that game, I think it was at an E3. I was so excited. Yeah, um, Scale Band was definitely one of the ones I would have mentioned had I remembered it until you said something. I guess really the only other thing that I remember being talked about was a Star Wars Battlefront 3, because Star Wars Battlefront 1 and 2 succeeded so well, you would have thought the third would have been good. But, uh, you know, that ended up being canceled and ended up we ended up getting remakes of, you know, Battlefront 1 and 2 for, you know, the current for the current gen era. But I looked over a list of a bunch of games that were like talked about and then eventually canceled. If I'm being honest, I really don't I really don't remember a lot of these games being talked about. I might not have been as close with video game culture as I am now, but I guess one thing I'll mention, too is one thing I'm afraid that's going to get canceled is Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines. With the news coming out last week that the developer that was working on it completely got taken off, I'm afraid that that game's going to get canceled. And that was one of the games on the Xbox Showcase that I thought had a chance to be something. And I never got into the other Vampire games, and I don't know if I ever will, but I was excited to try that one on Xbox because it looked like it was going to be a fun game. But... Yeah. You know, that's the, that's the whole point. We can only ever speculate about what, you know, canceled games were going to be. And, you know, I I remember, like, specifically Scalebound, like, all the hype around that game and how exciting it was going to be. Mm-hmm. I just, it just sucks that things get stuck in, um, I guess, uh, developer turmoil mm-hmm. and it never end up being made. So I know it hasn't been fully canceled, but another one for me would be uh, Dead Island 2 right that's still that's still hanging out in limbo somewhere i think every time i check it always will say like december 31st of whatever year we're in but it's been that way forever so hopefully that comes out yeah i hope so too and with that i hope you were able to enjoy this little extended version of the podcast i talked about bravely default 2 for a while (laughs) and news took up you know 35 plus minutes of the podcast but you know, from Bar- uh, from myself and Craig, thank you guys for listening to the podcast. We appreciate everybody supporting us on Facebook, Twitch especially. We've been getting a lot of support on Twitch, so thank you guys for that. The Instagram and the Twitter that we have. Uh, just on top of that, too, uh, continue to support it. If you guys can, you know, tweet the podcast link out from, my tw- from the Twitter that I run or something like that. It would help us out and get more people to... Uh, find the podcast and to enjoy it just like you guys have we hope to continue to build something here and on top of that um i'm gonna uh, you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna do it right now um (laughs) saturday i'm doing a -a streamathon. i am going to be streaming for longer than two hours we'll see how long (laughs) i can go i'm gonna be playing a bunch of games i'm gonna be playing smash mario party if uh well super mario if craig ends up having time we'll play together Uh, But I want to do something as we get close to the anniversary of the podcast 
for everybody and people who want to come in and talk about their favorite memories or their favorite Barry and Craig segues, which I know everyone mm-hmm. loves when we, <laughs> when we would come up with them, but yeah, we, you know, I want to, don't worry. I'm going to be doing something for everybody when the anniversary episode comes out, whenever that is, I, I know it's in March. <laughs> we're, yep, we're getting there. In March. We're getting there and I'm excited for everybody that's been a part of it to get something in return. Cause again, Craig and I can't express how much support, how much your guys support means to us. I, we really do appreciate it. Yeah. It's been great seeing all the support. So we only hope to get bigger as we go on. Um, but it's been fun. So like no complaints from me whatsoever. I've had a great time on here, on the podcast, on Twitch, on everything. It's just been a good time. Yeah, I feel like we've both gotten a lot better at public speaking just in general because yeah. we're forced to talk to each other on the mic for an hour or longer and even even on Twitch as well. Yep. So again, I'll end this long podcast by saying goodbye, guys, and thank you for all your support, support so far. We'll see you next week. See you later.